I'm Sam Carter. And I'm Dean Lowry. This is Carter and Lowry. Let's get started. Welcome back to Carter and Lowry, week number 10. Uh, we are coming off that Christmas special. Um, so it'll just be me and Sam this week um, back at home. Um, but not a lot happened in the world of culture ball. I know, know we normally start off with that. But uh, Sam, you can give us just a, a quick rundown of a couple of important bowl games. Yeah. So in the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl, number 19, Louisiana finishes off a historic season with a win over UTSA. Louisiana 31, UTSA 24. And Liberty upsets Coastal Carolina 37-34 in overtime, ending Coastal Carolina's perfect season. So that's about all for the current Bulls and... We'll see in the next few weeks. Uh, yeah, obviously Clemson will be playing Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinal on this uh, Friday. Um, but we're going to go ahead and skip ahead to our NFL segment, and I'll start off with the Panthers. What a way to get a win. A little bit of a domination. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins had a lot going on with the whole uh, getting benched and his captain status getting taken away because he was – Breaking COVID nineteen protocols, but um, I mean, it was just a great win, great defensive effort, uh, only holding them to fourteen points. And I mean, one of those touchdowns was pretty much in garbage time. Uh, so that moves the Panthers to five and ten, their first win since before Thanksgiving. And uh, we will finish the season off when the Saints uh, come to Carolina. So, Sam, what happened with the Steelers this week? Well, we sort of took care of business against the Colts and clinched our division. So, I mean, there's not much more to be said about it, but it's good to finally have another win. Yeah, the Steelers uh, ripped off a quick three-game winning streak before uh, collecting their first win in four games. So, Sam, obviously a thing uh, that was a big controversy during – the losing streak was Juju Smith-Schuster, a star wide receiver for the Steelers, dancing on um, opposing teams' logos uh, to Corvette Corvette on TikTok. Sam, what do you think about this, and should he stop? Is it? Uh, do you think it's too disrespectful, or do you think it's just part of the fun of the game? I don't think it's disrespectful, but it's just kind of annoying, and it's silly. It's like, I mean, I guess it's fun in games, but still. I just think he ought to stop, especially when it's costing us games. So I think he needs yeah, to he stop. Yeah, he did get hit uh, pretty hard in that uh, Bengals, Bengals game, game on one of the first plays. Uh, so, yeah. Sam, why don't you give us a quick uh, look at the AFC uh, seeding picture. So the Browns right now at the 7th seed, the Ravens at the 6th seed, the Dolphins at the 5th seed after a great win against the Raiders, the Titans at the four seed, the Bills in the three seed after clinching their division, the Steelers at the two seed after clinching their division, 
and the Chiefs have clinched the number one seed. Uh, over on the NFC side of things, the Packers uh, obviously have already won the division. The Saints have won the division. The Seahawks have won their division. The football team currently sits at the four slot. The Buccaneers have clinched the playoffs. And the Rams are at the sixth seed. And the Bears are currently at the seventh seed. So, Sam, why don't we talk about one of my favorite things about these last couple weeks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Can you give us the AFC playoff scenarios for those last four teams? I mean, well, I guess the five because of Indianapolis. Yeah. So the Tennessee Titans can clinch their division with a win. And they can clinch the playoffs without a win if Baltimore, Indiana, and Miami all lose. Oh, that, My, yeah. Yeah. Miami can clinch the playoffs with a win, and they've already beaten the Raiders. So if Baltimore, Cleveland, and Indianapolis lose one of their remaining games, then they will make the playoffs. Baltimore can clinch the playoffs if Cleveland or Indiana loses, or Indianapolis. Cleveland can clinch the playoffs with a win or if Indianapolis loses. And Indiana Indiana can clinch the division with a win, and if Tennessee loses, they can clinch the playoffs with a win, with a win, and if Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami lose. Yeah, over on the NFC side of things, the Rams can clinch the playoffs with a win or a Chicago loss. Uh, the Bears can clinch the playoffs with a win or an Arizona loss, and the Cardinals can clinch the playoffs with a win or a Chicago loss. And now we bring it to a close for the last time, our NFC East game. For pretty much about two-thirds of this uh, 10-week podcast uh, adventure we've been on, Sam has picked the Washington football team, and I've been with the New York Giants. And the way this pans out, there's nothing that matters whether we pick any team. That is the team that is front-running for us. So that is our pick. So instead of just picking the obvious, let's let you know what those teams need to do to clinch the division. The Washington football team clinched the division with a win versus Philadelphia. If they lose, the winner of the Cowboys-New York game will win uh, the division. So I just wanted to make a quick note. Uh, if you remember, if you're a Panthers fan, the Panthers made the playoffs in 2014 with a record of 7-8-1, and one, and the Seahawks were the only other losing team to make the playoffs in 2010. Now, since uh, Washington lost the Panthers on Sunday – there's guaranteed to be a team in the playoffs this year with a losing record. However, if New York were to win against the Cowboys and Washington were to lose to the Eagles, then New York would become the first team with only six wins to make the playoffs. Hmm. I mean, this division has been unbelievable to watch, Sam. And um, so I know Washington is a team that ultimately you've picked at the season, but as of this current moment, I know it won't matter uh, for the game, but who do you think is going to pull it out on Sunday? Um, I don't know. Um, I think, I mean, Washington, they had like the whole quarterback thing. So, uh, I mean, it's going to be rough for them. Yeah, it's tough. It's, I mean, it's crazy that it could even come down to this last week when all the teams have done is stink throughout the entire season. It's crazy, but 
Uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, I want to believe in the Giants uh, so badly because, I mean, obviously the game, that's what I picked. But I honestly think the Cowboys are going to pull it out. Um, Jalen Hurts has been playing well. Obviously picked yeah. up the win against the, uh, is it the Packers or the Saints. I don't remember. But I don't think Washington is going to win that game. And I really – I, I just the Cowboys the way they played in that Eagles game Andy Dalton he just seemed like he was on point and I mean he's got playoff experience even though he's never won a playoff game I can just see him uh, leading the Cowboys into playoffs which is crazy to think about considering uh, just a couple weeks ago they wanted to tank uh, to try to get a higher draft pick uh, but that's just about do it for our NFL segment coming up next we're gonna be, give you a huge breakdown for college basketball. All right, welcome back uh, to our college basketball segment. The Tar Heels played one game this week, a disappointing loss uh, to NC State, uh, 79-76. I mean, there's a little bit of a just, it's just a, it feels like it's the same story every week, you know. We fall behind early because of poor shooting, then we slowly claw our way back, and then the second half we reach a breaking point where either the game stays close and we lose, we break away and win the game. In this game, I mean, we still had plenty of opportunities to win the game at the end. Um, obviously, Caleb Love had the last second shot to send the game to overtime. But, I mean, we RJ Davis missed a floater in the last two minutes, and Caleb Love missed a jump shot in the last two minutes. So a lot of things just kind of went wrong in the end. But, I mean, it was a great game to watch and a good fight. Uh, the Tar Heels are now unranked. And we'll play Georgia Tech on Wednesday this week and Syracuse on Saturday. Armando Baycott, the most consistent player on the team, had 16 points and six rebounds. But the Heels shooting 17% from three, 44% from the field, and 71% from the free throw line. That's just not going to cut it. Um, So, so Sam, what were some other notable ACC games this week? So, earlier this week, number 16, Virginia – Got beat convincingly by number one Gonzaga, ninety-eight to seventy-five on Saturday. Louisville beat Kentucky sixty-two to fifty-nine on Saturday, and Coach John Calipari blames himself for the slow start, saying he created too difficult of a schedule for the Wildcats to play. Yeah, uh, John Calipari he gave a little press conference after the Louisville game. And he basically was like, I'm so stupid, you know, to create this young team. And he said, we need games that we can easily win. And he just, he said, it was the schedule. He blamed it on the creating of the schedule, which, I mean, maybe he has a point behind it, but it, I don't know. This kind of just feels like a cop out from him because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it his team, like an excuse. they're not doing too hot and, I mean, they got to turn something around because right now they pretty much have no chance to make the tournament unless they uh, come and win five days in a row in the SEC tournament. Um, But the rankings came out uh, on noon yesterday, and Florida State stays at the top and with a 5-1 record at number 18. Duke uh, is 3-2 at number 20. Virginia is 4-2 at number 23. And Virginia Tech is 7-1. And number 24, a little bit surprising to me, they weren't ranked higher. Uh, so the big debate question for the week for college basketball, do the, does the heel shooting woes, uh, obviously early in games, signal a larger problem when March comes? Sam, what do you think? Um, 
I want to say no, but I think it has to matter a little bit, and it's 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 not the most valuable part of a team, but it certainly helps when it comes tournament time. But you see in the regular season that you see these super high-scoring games, and then into the tournament, the games get to be lower-scoring, and they become defensive battles. So I think there are things that matter more that North Carolina has taken care of but can start to build on shooting. Yeah, uh, you saw in that Kentucky game, I think that was a great example of what you're talking about. You know, Kentucky, not a very good shooting team this year. Obviously not a very good team, but we just have so many bodies like Walker Kessler, Armando Baycott, uh, Garrison Brooks. I mean, there's just so many big bodies out there that are just going to pick up a bunch of fouls. And I think mm-hmm. easy points, we can, I think just, the, just based on those easy points, we can get to 75 points against most teams in the country. I just think our problem is, is when a team like you saw Iowa scores 93 points. I just don't think the Heels are capable of putting up those kind of numbers. But that's going to do it for our college basketball segment. Coming up, we're going to kick off the NBA in a big way. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry. Uh, the NBA is here for the first time, and it was a crazy week in the NBA with things getting started on Tuesday. The Hornets played three games this week, going one and two. Uh, they lost in their first two games, once to the Cavaliers and once to the Thunder, and then got a huge win against what many people have projected to be the Eastern Conference favorite, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, that was just an amazing win against the Nets um, on uh, – what was that? That was uh, Sunday night. And, I mean, truth be told, just an incredible way to fight. You know, obviously the Cavs and Thunder were teams that people didn't think would be very good. I thought it was going to be two easy wins to pick up. We lost both those games. Yeah. And then, you know, have to play a back-to-back against one of the best teams in the conference. I really thought we were going to get blown out. We showed a lot of heart. Uh, Gordon Hayward had a great game. And uh, gives me a lot of hope for the future for this team. Uh, so the record is one and two. Uh, next week, the Hornets will play four times against the Mavericks on Wednesday, against the Grizzlies on Friday, and against the 76ers on Saturday and Monday. Sam, who is the player of the week this week for the Hornets? It's got to be Gordon Hayward, averaging 23.7 assists and five rebounds at small forward. I just think that he is really become like really fitting in well with the Hornets now, and I think he was a good pickup for the yeah, short term uh, so far. Yeah, uh, I think my dad. We were watching uh, the Nets game on Sunday. Described him perfectly. He's kind of a silent scorer, so one guy that you know. He doesn't take a lot of shots, but I mean, he he really makes them. He's shot. He shoots really efficiently. And gets to the foul line, so he can just pick up twenty three points. And you're like, how did he even get there? And so that's a it's a great guy to have on your team. Uh, but we're gonna play for you the highlight of the week, as called by uh, Dale Curry and uh, Eric Collins.
All right, and we're back. Uh, Sam, give us a little info on the Christmas Day games. So, the Heat beat the Pelicans 111-98 to with Duncan Robinson having 23 points and seven three-pointers. Sam, I got to stop. Hold on one second. I got to stop you for a second because this is a big question. I know you're not the largest NBA fan, but this is a huge question going around the NBA community. Do you know who Sheen Alvarez is from Jimmy Neutron? Wait, say that again. You know who Sheen Alvarez is from uh, Jimmy Neutron? Oh, yeah. It's time to say sayonara. But I don't speak Italian. So... Look up a picture of Duncan Robinson and tell me if you think he looks like him. Because, like, the – I mean, Duncan Robinson, all props to him, he's a solid player. But, like, the whole thing around him is that he just looks like Sheen. So people call him Sheen. I want you to tell me, is that accurate or not? What do you think? Um, You can look this up at home if you're listening. I think he does The in the face. They have the same kind of facial expression. And they both have really long yep. faces. So, yeah, I think I think he does. <laughs> yeah, we might have to do an Instagram story about that. I mean, I it's really I don't know. It's just an interesting uh, thing about him. Uh, but you can keep going. Okay, and the Bucks beat the Warriors one hundred thirty eight to ninety nine. Chris Middleton having a crazy game with thirty one points. The Nets beat the Celtics 123-95. to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving combine for 66 points. And the Lakers took care of the Mavericks, 138-115. to LeBron James, 22 points, 7 rebounds, and 10 assists. The Clippers took care of the Nuggets, 121-108. to And Paul George had 23 points and 9 assists. Yeah, uh, don't get too excited if you are a Clippers fan because the Clippers only scored 27 points in their matchup on Sunday against the Mavericks. And, I mean, Kawhi George wasn't playing because he got elbowed in the face by Serge Ibaka, but that was just a historic uh, first I blowout. So there's a lot of problems, I think, in that mm-hmm. locker room. Uh, but we're going to look at the top dogs in each conference. The Magic, Pacers, and Cavs are all undefeated. The Cavs and Magic are a bit of a surprise for me. But the Pacers have always been a sneaky team with uh, DeMontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. The Hawks are currently holding the four seed in, in the East. And in the West, the Thunder, Clippers, Spurs, and Timberwolves round up the top four. It's the big debate question for the week. Obviously, the biggest, uh, or I would say the most intriguing uh, introduction to the Hornets was Lamella Ball. So with Lamella averaging six points, four rebounds, and three assists in 17 minutes per game, uh, I will note his best game. He had 16 points in 16 minutes. Sam, do you think Lamella deserves more, more or less time since we spent that third pick on him? Do we need to give him a chance and let him play at like 30 minutes? Um, yeah, I think it can't hurt because, I mean, if if he's going to be a long-term guy, then he has to prove that he's going to be able to be worth it. So I think you got to give him a chance. 
to prove himself. Yeah, I think it's interesting that, I mean, he, I don't know, it's a lot of people, I was, I listened to this guy um, on YouTube, he does like a YouTube podcast, and he's like a huge Ball Brother fan, I just want to hear what he thinks about like the whole LaMelo situation in Charlotte, and he was, he made an interesting point that in his best game, which was against the Thunder, he had nine quick points in like five minutes in the first quarter, and the coach immediately subbed him out. Mm. So, I mean, uh, the coach, is, he said throughout the season, like he's going to have to work for his minutes. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, just because I guess we have a really tough schedule to start the season, so it's going to be interesting to see how much he's going to get to play because, you know, we need those starters in a lot uh, if we want to win some games early in the season. But that's going to do it for uh, Carter and Lowry, episode 10. Uh, Sam, you got any nope. final thoughts? All right, and uh, we'll see you next time, and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of Carter and Lowry. Special thanks to our listeners and our producer, Buzzsprout. Sprout.